This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the July 15th edition of the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher, getting ready to go over some news, some notes. Uh, a little bit of summer league stuff, and with me to do that is Dr. A. Steve Alexander. What's up, man? Not much, man. How you doing? Hot. Uh, my air conditioner is kind of on the fritz. It, it went kind of down on me yesterday. And, uh, yeah, it's 92 degrees in my house right now. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so I've been, I've been uh, on the phone. Uh, hopefully someone's going to come out uh, a little bit later this afternoon to get this thing fixed. It's really weird, but uh, yeah, it's hot. <laughs> Dude, that sucks, man. If my air conditioner went out, my office is upstairs in my attic, and it would get—it'd probably be 120 in here because it's like 98 degrees here in Georgia every day oh, right wow. now. Yeah, it's so. Sick. I feel I—I I am glad that my air conditioner is not your air conditioner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a uh, low night. It's probably gonna hit uh, upper 90s a little bit late. Hopefully, the guy comes out and fixes it. It's weird. Uh, so you, when you, you need to move your office to the pool. <laughs> yeah, I need to do some, uh, and, and pretty much hanging in the darkness. It's not too bad, but uh, yeah, I'm drinking a lot of water, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the ice melts so fast. <laughs> All right, so yeah, we got a couple uh, news and notes to talk about. Uh, let's start with Dario Sarge. He is going to sign his deal uh, with the Sixers. I mean, he's he's young. He's kind of come. Uh, he was the MVP of the Olympic qualifying tournament. Played really well for Croatia uh, last season in his professional league. He averaged twelve point six boards, one point five assists, half a steal, half a block, one point two trays, in just twenty two point four minutes. So I mean, he has a decent chance, I, I think, to to get minutes. Um, would you? I mean, they're going to probably give him shots. He's more of a three, but he has size. He's he's like six nine. So um, does he interest like- you at all? I like the fact that Brett Brown compares him to Ben Simmons. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's sort of uh, a lot of the same skill set that Ben has. So um, there's a there's a lot of big men in Philly right now, man. It's going to be – something's going to have to give here in a minute. Yeah, they're, you think they have to deal somebody, right? I mean, they basically have – they're going to start Simmons at the four. They have three centers. Yeah, plus Dario. I mean, who do you think they're going to move? Um, I think Noel – yeah, that's that's my pick too. Yeah, it looks like Noel's gonna be the favorite to start uh, if they don't unload guys. But yeah, so I mean, there's not enough value on Embiid, so they kind of just gotta like you know how uh, like good fantasy that this guy that you you know you, if no one's gonna give you fair value for him, you just gotta kind of ride it out. So, yep. Yeah. yeah, and then same thing with uh, Okafor coming off a knee injury, so they could get the most for Noel. So I think that it makes the most sense. So Sarge, pretty much just like a late round flyer for you, or what? Um, it would depend on who else is out there. I mean, I think Sarge is going to be available because I think a lot of people aren't going to know who he is. Um, I mean, I might take a flyer. I might. To me, I feel like he's more a guy I would not probably draft and watch him real closely the first week of the season. But it depends on how training camp and preseason goes too. Yeah, I think people. I think people are going to draft him, man. Um, everyone loves the uh, international appeal. 
not the greatest rookie class coming in. Um, I mean, Simmons is going to be more DFS friendly. Uh, Chris Dunn's look pretty good. We'll talk about him. So yeah, I, I could see people, uh, and me in particular, I'm uh, I'm in on him. I think I'll probably spend a pretty decent pick on him. You know, like tenth, eleventh round or something like that. Would you take him? You would take him before Simmons. Um, I think I would actually. Uh, I'm not really a big fan of Simmons for season long. I think his field goal percent, percentage will be down. Gets to the line a lot. Not a great free throw shooter. Maybe he kind of gets a little bit better there. But um, yeah, not the greatest. Not not a lot of defensive stats. I don't think. But we're gonna see him put up a lot of fat DFS lines for sure. Yeah, I agree. All right. So anything else you want to add on the Sixers? Man, the Sixers are your your babies. That, <laughs> yeah. That's your family. I love the Sixers, man. Probably um, they should be a little bit more solid. I mean, they still have Covington there, so it's going to be uh, a tough spot for Dario to get in there. Uh, so let's head down south on 95 to Orlando. Uh, Nikola Vucevic says he wants to start, and this is interesting because the guy that broke the Bismack Biombo deal. Uh, works for the AP. I can't pronounce his last name. Um, John K something. Um, and he uh, he was saying that Biombo's going there to start and they're looking to unload Vooch. So this is uh, kind of a dangerous situation. I mean, we've seen Vooch have some pretty good numbers. Um, you know, top thirty kind of a player. So where would you? What, what do you see with him um, next season? Well, that that report. Um, about Bismack starting, the only place that's really come from is, is that guy. Um, we haven't heard that from Orlando yet. Um, and Vooch is good, man. I, I don't, I, I feel like Bismack will, should probably come off the bench. I kind of agree with Vooch here. So, uh, the, the fact that there's two of them that are both going to get playing time hurts, hurts Vooch's value a little bit. Yeah, uh, and sorry. No, but he he was so good last year. You still have to think he's gonna gonna be a solid player. Yeah, and he played a little bit of power forward earlier in his career, but that's kind of out the window with uh, Serge in the fold. Serge is gonna play a lot of four, uh, a lot of four now. He played a pretty decent amount of five. Um, they have Gordon over at the three now. I mean, it's it's a mess. And I think yeah, I think someone may have to go. I mean, I think Vogel is really trying to. Put a, a defensive team out there. Uh, they don't really have a lot of firepower on offense. Besides, I guess Evan Fournier is probably going to be their team leading leader, team leader in scoring, which is pretty crazy. Maybe, maybe Gordon. Yeah, hopefully Gordon. Man, he wants to play. He wants to play some three, and he sounds like he'll get his wish, and he'll get some minutes at the four as well. So and yeah. Jeff Jeff Green Jeff Green's there too. Yeah, nice little. Uh, I think he's going to have a decent amount of scoring off the bench. Kind of play some some three, some four. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think more four. Um, anything else you want to add on anybody that you like a lot? I mean, do we still like Gordon? I mean, we were we were both pretty high on him last year, and he kind of kind of faded when he had the opportunity when Tobias got dealt. So a little disappointing. Uh, I think I still like him. Yeah, I like him, uh, especially if he's going to start at small forward. Yeah, he should get plenty of steals, some blocks. Uh, hopefully his offense gets a little bit better. So Terrence Jones heading to the Pelicans, not a bad pickup for them. Uh, they need a big man badly, so uh, we'll see what happens with him. Do you think he could get in the rotation? Yeah, I mean, I think he's he he can play behind Anthony Davis. Um 
as far as I'm concerned, the, the big question is, can he stay healthy? You know, he's mm-hmm. had all those weird leg problems and he's always hurt. So it'll be interesting to see if he can stay healthy. But um, he's been a, a fantasy tease for three years now, and he's probably going to do it again this year. More uh, more potential than actually actual output, I think. Yeah, I think so. Um yeah, I'm not interested. I'm not interested in drafting him. I mean, it helps that he doesn't have uh, the JB Bickerstaff put him in a doghouse for like the entire season. But yeah, I mean, we've seen him go off for months at a time where he puts up early around value. So I think he's just someone to kind of watch for now. Yeah. Uh, so the Kings and their constant battle for finding a shooting guard. Um, they didn't bring back Seth Curry, but they picked up. Lamar Patterson off waivers. I mean, this team just cannot solve a shooting guard issue. Uh, so do you think that... I mean, we saw Patterson close out some games uh, earlier in the season last year. Do you see him getting in the rotation? I mean, they claimed him probably for a reason. Yeah, I don't know, man. They've got Aflalo, Ben McLemore, Garrett Temple, Richardson. Now they got Patterson. That's that's a lot of shooting guards, a lot of mediocrity. Yeah. Um but I think most of the minutes are going to go to a follow in Macklemore. Yeah, I think so. And we saw Patterson play some three, so that's a possibility if Rudy Gay gets traded. So that's another avenue for minutes. But yeah, just kind of, I thought that was an interesting pickup. Uh, they've, so, got, they've got a log jam at small forward, too. they got Rudy Gay, Matt Barnes, and Omri Caspi. Yeah. So they're, uh, they, they've got some some depth where uh, they just have a bunch of, like like you said, mediocrity in there. So I think Cousins is going to be good. But actually, real quick on Willie Cauley-Stein, he's looked pretty bad in Summer League. Have you got a chance to watch him at all? I have not. He's been terrible. I mean, he, he has. I mean, you're, it's your second year in the league, in Summer League. You should be ripping it up. Uh, and he's not. I mean, he's, um, let me pull up his stat line real quick. Yeah, he's only shot. This is a, this is a seven footer. He's shooting twenty five point seven percent from the field, um, seven point two points. Yeah, five point five boards in twenty four minutes. Um, turnovers are are way too high at two uh, for a guy who doesn't touch the ball that much. I mean, he's been probably the the biggest disappointment. Um, I'm not a Collie Stein guy. Uh, is he someone you would uh, invest a late pick on? I might. Um... He he has definitely not lived up to the hype. He was really bad at times last year, and you know he was he was good at times too. Um, but he's so unreliable, and I mean the the pieces are in place for him to start and get good minutes. But I mean he's he's only got to beat out Anthony Tolliver <laughs> for the job, and that shouldn't be that hard to do. Um, and Costa I, might, I might take a late flyer on him. But. And Costa might get traded, too, so he can get backup center minutes behind Cousins, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm just not expecting any miracles. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a Collie Stein guy at all. So, Denver, speaking of a logjam, they have quite the logjam on the wing. They had, a, a, I call it a breakout from Gary Harris last year. Not a big statistical breakout, but very solid mid-round guy. Um, when he needed him in the clutch uh, down the stretch. But uh, they drafted Jamal Murray, and then they drafted Malik Beasley. So it sounds like Murray's going to get in the rotation. They're really trying to play him on the ball more. And he's been, okay, I'd call him pretty much as advertised. I don't think he's really done anything to assert himself uh, a backup point guard minutes. So sounds like he's in the rotation, though. So where do you see uh, his value lying? Is a guy with a nice upside for his three-point shooting. Are we talking about Jamal? Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, like you said, Harris kind of broke out last year. Harris looks like the guy. Um, Murray's going to play off the bench probably. Um, he'll have some good games. He'll have some bad games. I don't think he's going to make much of a fantasy impact, though. Yeah, I mean, they have Gallinari, they have Barton, I mean, they, they still have so much depth. They drafted Juan Hernan Gomez, who looked really good. Uh, still yeah. Axel Tupain. I mean, they, they, this team is just so, so deep. And, I mean, they still have Fareed there. They brought back Arthur. I mean, they have Jokic, Nurkic. Yeah. Wilson Chandler's coming back from his injury. Yeah, Wilson Chandler played uh, – he was supposed to play a lot of four last year, but obviously the, the injury derailed the season. Um, do you like Harris? I still like Harris. Um, kind of is like a, I mean, he's probably the um, well, second or third Denver Nugget off the board after Gallo, right? Him and Fareed. Uh, actually, excuse me, Jokic has, has stuck there. Jokic is probably number one. Love that guy. But Nurkic, I mean, this team has a, a lot of a lot of depth for fantasy value. I mean, the guys that are going to get drafted are probably Moutier, Gary Harris, Gallinari. I think Will Barton will be drafted after his numbers he put up last year. I think Wilson Chandler's probably in the mix if he's healthy. Um, you got Kenneth Fareed still, and you got Jokic and Nurkic. So I think there's a lot of a lot of fantasy players on this team, but I think most of them are late picks. You think Jokic is a late pick? I said most. Okay, sorry. Yo- yeah. Jokic and Moutier and, and uh, Gallinari, I think, will all be... Fairly, you yeah. know, pre-mid-round picks. Yeah, I think uh, Jokic is probably third, fourth, man. I love that guy. He's so good <laughs> last year. Uh, okay, so moving on, uh, we've got a signing. The uh, Raptors picked up Jared Solinger, uh, who's going to be in the mix to start. Um, and A guy that we've seen him kind of have decent games, but he doesn't have Brad Stevens to deal with anymore, so he may get some regular minutes. Does he interest you at all? Um, a little bit. I like his comments about how a bunch of guys with chips on their shoulders in Toronto and they're going to shake up the East or whatever. I, I kind of like that. Uh, I think he's better than Patrick Patterson. Yeah. Um, so I think he will start at power forward, but I, I don't, I don't think he's a guy you would want to draft as your primary power forward. Yeah. I'm, he's a very bad shooter. If you look at his stats at 28.2 percent from three but if you look at if you break it down he only had so he had what 100 and 100 some odd attempts and he only had two threes in the corner uh, he was all above the break so I think they're going to work him in the corners a little bit more so uh, that's something I kind of want to watch I'm not going to bury him I think he, we may see him sneak in there um, not a lot of Bellatrinus isn't high volume so I could see him kind of getting in there and Jakob Pertl isn't quite NBA ready. He's looked great though. So I think we'll see some Solinger minutes in there. Um, Rockets GM Daryl Morey changing gears here. Uh, called Eric Gordon a super sub. So what do you, I mean, I think that kind of was a no-brainer with Harden starting and they still want to get Beverly in there for defense on point guard. So where do you see Gordon, a guy who's been injury prone? But he's had some good stretches where he kind of buries some threes in a great system too. Yeah, I felt like he he uh, performed better last season than we thought he would. Um, now this whole playing behind James Harden thing is tough because Harden plays so many minutes, mm-hmm. and I don't think Gordon can really play the one or the three. 
So he's kind of stuck at shooting guard and was hardening the way. He's going to have to, if he's going to score points, they're going to have to come in a hurry. I'm curious to see if they play Harden more at the one, which I think is, is possible with the way he handles the offense, and then kind of have Gordon guard point guards. I think that's a possibility. Um, but yeah, uh, I think he's the system. The, I mean, we've seen so many guys that aren't even that great just have huge, huge seasons with Mike D'Antoni. What, Quentin Richardson uh, comes to mind? Uh, what, about 10 years ago with the Suns? He really blew up. Uh, Joe Johnson had his best years with the Suns. Uh, obviously, Nash, Amari. I mean, all these guys kind of blew up. Marion was perennially the number one fantasy guy for a long time. So, uh, definitely. He intrigues me, but he's uh, injury prone too, so I gotta be careful. I'm not reaching for him. Yeah, I'm not. I I just don't. I don't know how he's gonna get more than 20 minutes. Really? I think I think they're gonna play him. Um, they'll play some small ball. I think they'll play uh, Beverly, Harden, Gordon a little bit. I I probably project him at like 23, 24. Eh, all right. I mean, I I mean they I think they they signed him with a huge deal, so I think I think they'll find a way to get him in there. Yeah, it's just going to be tough with uh, the ball hog. Yeah, so you're pretty much, what, like late round then? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to invest in, in Eric yeah. Gordon. Yeah. Heavily. If we knew he'd be healthy, that'd be a different story. But, I mean, this guy's always missing time. Uh, anything else you want to add Rockets-wise? Um, uh, Ryan Anderson being there is intriguing. Yeah. Gonna start. Uh, gonna get a lot of threes. Mentioned the uh, D'Antoni breakout factor. Yeah, he should play a lot. Yeah. So he's he's a uh, he he's a he's a good sleeper uh, candidate in my mind. Yeah, I think he could he could probably lead um, even just forwards in three pointers. I mean, he's gonna take so many threes. Uh, I'm pretty much he could be a top five in threes. Yep. Uh, so we've been talking a lot of summer league, but I haven't had you on for anything there. Um, just to kind of go over some some guys who have been kind of breaking out. Uh, a guy that I'm kind of in love with is Trey Lyles. I was in love with him before summer league, and now I'm in love with him even more. Um, taking a ton of three pointers um, and making them a lot. He's got 24 points a game uh, in his five summer league games. He's only 39% from the field, but again, it's like all three-pointers, so his efficiency is pretty good. Going to the line a ton, 89% from there. Um, got nine boards a game. I mean, this guy, I love him, man. I mean, go, I mean Favors has hurt quite a bit. Uh, yeah, I just I see Lyles getting um, tw- low 20s minutes, and I think he's going to score a pretty good amount. Uh, definitely a guy who's one of my, my breakout picks. He's killing Summer League, man. He had 30 points the other day, 10 to 20 shooting. Five threes. That's that's those are good uh, power forward numbers, man. Yeah, the guy's super talented. Point guard in high school is just ridiculous. So um, I'm probably going to be reaching on him in every draft. Um, are you with me on him at all, or I'm probably a little more bullish on him than you are? Uh, I, I I'm very intrigued by what he's done so far. So um, he's a guy. I'll really want to watch closely in the preseason, see see what they're doing with him. Yeah, I want to see them play him. He can play three. I mean, I don't think they're going to do it, but I think that's on the table. So, I mean, he, he played all face-ups. He had a very small forward kind of a game, obviously, with those, with those three-pointers and stuff, too. Um, so the other 
I guess stud. Only played two games, though. Devin Booker, but again, we we knew he was going to have an awesome summer league. So where do you see him fitting in now with Brandon Knight and Bledsoe? And even Tyler Eulis is, is making a case for minutes. Um, he's been playing great. So where do you see Booker? I mean, the guy who was not the greatest season-long player. We saw him kind of go off for DFS. But I think I'm probably not going to draft him. Um, I like Booker. He's he's probably not the youngest player in the league anymore. No. But um but man, when he was on last year, he was he was on he was on. So um I think he's gonna start. I think he's gonna play solid minutes and uh I like him. I like I'm gonna look at him late. Yeah. I don't think he's gonna be there late. I think people kinda pounce on him in like the eighty 75 80 range. I think, that's a, I think that's a little too expensive for me. But you never know. I mean, if they could un, they could unload Knight or Bledsoe or something, that that would probably be worth it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, a lot of it depends on Bledsoe. I mean, do you think Bledsoe's going to be there? Yeah, I think Bledsoe's way more likely to stay. I think he's going to start. I think it'll be uh, Brandon Knight as a kind of a Jamal Crawford esque kind of six man. Mm, yeah, I can see that. And then, yeah, I want to see what they do with Tyler Eulis, man. Uh, he's going to be the third point guard. Um, he, could, I mean, this, we've, we've seen Knight get hurt. Bledsoe's his bad knee is always hurt. So I'm keeping an eye on Eulis. Was a uh, one of the best defenders last year. He's only five nine, um, but a lot of fun. One of the more fun guys I've watched in summer league. Have you watched you any think, of the? What's up? You think Eulis? What, where do you see Barbosa? You see him playing more too? No, yeah, I think he'll play pretty much back up on Booker. Yeah, that would put Ulysses as the as the third point guard. So yeah, yeah, I could see it. And then who else do I want to talk about? Um, have you got uh, Dragon Bender's been? We pretty much kind of knew the drill with him. Um, same with Marquise Chris, insane athlete. But I mean, these guys don't look like they're going to be ready to to make an impact right away. Yeah, I don't. I honestly don't know much about those guys. Yeah, Chris is a ridiculous athlete. I mean, he's had so many putbacks and uh, very, very fun player to watch. Uh, and then Bender's just—he's uh, not really hitting shots. He's only twenty-eight percent from the field in summer league. So yeah, we knew he's going to be a little bit. Um, other studs putting up big games. Uh, we got to talk about Chris Dunn, uh, who was the story of summer league. Before he got a concussion, uh, so uh, I still see him getting in there. Um, I think he's gonna play. He played a lot of two in summer league, so I think they're gonna play him, and I think he's gonna win Thibodeau over with his defense. Um, and people are concerned with Rubio uh, losing minutes to Dunn, but I think Levine may lose minutes to him. I mean, Levine broke out on offense, sure, but Thibodeau, uh, you you have a couple bad possessions on defense, and you could find some pine pretty fast. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like Dunn really, probably more than more than Simmons. I mean, he's probably my the number one on my my rookie board. Who's that? Chris Dunn. Wow. Yeah, I love him. He's gonna get a lot of steals. I think his minutes are gonna be good. Yeah, he's gonna. He, the only the only problem is he's got two good guards in front of him yeah. with Levine and and uh, Rubio. So, um. It'll be interesting to see how many minutes he he gets. Yeah, we know Thibodeau keeps the tight rotation. He may go eight deep and pretty much play three guards. So 
we'll see. Um, I think Wiggins has a lot on his shoulders, too, uh, both for scoring and for hitting threes and spacing the floor. Um, yeah, I mean, those are pretty much the studs for Vegas. We talked a lot about um, – I uh, had Ed Isaacson on on Tuesday, so if you want more in-depth stuff, definitely bang it over there. Um, another guy who's been impressive to me has been Terry Rozier. I think he's going to kind of take on the bulk of Evan Turner's minutes. You got any uh, any look at him at all? He's been pretty good, man. Really, really good, actually, I'd say. Yeah, man, the Celtics are tricky, though, because they have so many players. Oh, my God, yeah. And it is rumors they're going to make a big deal. So if that happens, um, we'll, it, it, we have to see what happens with them making a deal. But, huh. um, yeah, I, the problem with Rozier is Marcus Smart and Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. So it, that's it's a lot of point guards, and you know it, there's just so much, so many question marks in Boston right now. Yeah, I think he'd have to get traded, but I mean, if he does, this his stat line's awesome: twenty points, fifty four percent from the field, eighty four percent from the line, uh, about a three a game, uh, one uh, one point five steals, only two turnovers a game, three and a half assists, five boards. I mean, that's he's he looks great. I mean, I I try not to overreact on summer league, but. Um, really, really impressive stuff. And he kind of came on late in the year. Um, kind of it wasn't really in the rotation, but losing Turner could make uh, could make some things happen. I mean, they played Bradley at the three here and there, so it's kind of something. Again, I think he'll have the most value if, he, if someone gets traded or if he gets traded. Yeah, what do you think about uh, – do you think Horford's going to play center or power forward? Center. Well, I mean, I think he may be like a – I think he'll guard centers. But um, they'll have, I think they'll have him listed uh, as starting center. So does that mean Jonas Jerebko's going to be starting power forward? Probably still start Amir. Yeah, I can see that going either way, seeing how training camp goes. Yeah, I mean, they've kind of got a, a little bit of a tighter rotation. Uh, obviously, with Horford in there, he should get a pretty good amount of minutes. Anybody else you want to talk about here? Nah, I think I'm good. <laughs> Jalen Brown's been all right. Um, yeah, I know. I'm, we'll probably do a, um, uh, I'm going to do a, a wrap-up Summer League pod with Ed, I think, on Wednesday. So that'll be good. We'll, if you guys are listening and are big fans of Summer League, well, that'll be a good pod for you. Uh, you, yeah. might, you might be the biggest Summer League fan that I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty hardcore, man. I, I, I don't get to watch it in college. So I just look at this as kind of like a... I like to learn new things about players, so I think uh, I kind of just relish that and finding out new stuff. Um, kind of a basketball geek, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so anything else you want to add? No, I think I'm good. All right, under, under half an hour. Brilliant. All right, so we'll get out of here on that. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Enjoy your weekend, and thanks for coming on, Steve. All right, see y'all. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Life is a highway. 
And on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.